I believe it is in every single person to learn to not have to follow a recipe because you have it in you. It's just letting go, lowering your expectations and realizing you've got this, you know, like there's, you can do it. Throwing together an, a meal on under 30 minutes that you all like, it, it's possible without a recipe and you can do it yourself. And so I think sometimes like when we do that or we have our go-tos that we do that with, it's, it eventually gets to the, I'm bored or I'm yes. eating the same things and the same flavors. And one of the things you're really great at is... Welcome to Salad with a Side of Fries. I'm your host, Jen Trepic, talking wellness and weight loss for real life. We're here to clear up the myths, misinformation, bad science, and marketing to teach you how to eat and how to cheat. Are you ready? I'm having salad with a side of fries. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Salad with a Side of Fries. I'm your host, Jen Trepic, of course, here with you every week. And now... I mean, how much have we heard over the last few years about going plant-based or as I like to say, like plant forward, (laughs) right? A lot. The catch is though, for many people, the only thing plant-based about their eating is that they don't eat animals, right? (laughs) And while we've talked about this before, I'm always on a mission to help you all add more plants to your plate. And I think everyone's health is really served with that approach. So to help us make it easier, I have the most wonderful person for you all to meet. She's a former first grade teacher and education specialist who now uses her expertise from teaching and her passion for wellness to help others feel empowered instead of overwhelmed through her client-centered health coaching. With three kids running the show, she knows what it's like to make a health change in the midst of absolute chaos. (laughs) She's the founder of Veggies Don't Bite, hands down, best name, And you may recognize her from her podcast, Real Food, Real Conversations, where she breaks barriers in the plant-based world and helps listeners realize that food does not have to be an all-or-nothing approach. From helping others create meal systems that are sustainable long-term to supporting them in forming goals in an attainable small-step format, she makes health and wellness success achievable for all. And now she's sharing her passion and knowledge with our Salad with a Side of Fries community. So please help me welcome Sophia DeSantis. Thank you. Wow, you made me sound really good. Gonna have right. to feel that. Wait, did I send that? I don't even know. Right. <laughs> well, so first of all, it's finally happening. You're finally here. We've I been know. talking about this for so long. I know. I know. And time has flown. Like, I can't even believe it's gosh, I don't even know. I can't even function. It's crazy. For real. But I have to say, I feel like the timing is perfect because life is busy again between back to school and the fall. Like whether kids are in school in person or virtually, like schedules in the fall just get busier compared to the summer. Like activities are back. For sure. For sure. So by the way, you guys, if you have not checked out Real Food, Real Conversations, Highly recommend it. Also, shameless plug, right? We did an episode about willpower. Yep, we did. It was awesome. I loved it. I love like, I just love, I've been loving the whole podcasting lately. I just think it's so, it's such a great way. And if, I, I find it freeing because you're not constrained by the um, blanket of online social media-ness, I guess you can say. Yes. And that sometimes feels very confining. Like, be careful what you write. Be careful what you say. 
And I feel like on my podcast, I'll say what I want because it's my podcast. And if you don't like it, don't listen. Right. And I also think too, there are some things that just need more than 180 characters or oh whatever gosh, right. or whatever platform you're writing on. Right. Like some things just require more conversation than yes. the three yes. words that someone's actually going to read. Right. And the algorithm and this, like, I feel like right. on a podcast, you can say what you want and then people just get, I, I get sucked in, you know, it's kind of like an audiobook, you know, but it's more totally. exciting. It's more exciting to me than audiobook. I agree. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. And as always, I'd like to start with your story, but really quick, I want to let our members know what they're getting this week. So first, your recipe is for avocado chickpea salad collard wraps. So keeping with our plant-based theme, by the way, if you've never done a wrap in collard greens, like they work amazingly well. And second, because it's September, the last month of the quarter, you'll have your link to schedule a one-on-one -on -one session with me. I'm all yours for a half hour, whatever you want to talk about. And Sophia, our featured guest for today, is giving you 50% off her Meal Systems Masterclass. So Sophia, putting you on the spot for a hot second, tell everybody super quick, tell us about the Masterclass for Meal Systems. Yeah, of course. Um, so basically it was a result of me as a meal planning failure. Um, I'm a recovering meal planning failure is what I call it because when I tried to traditionally meal plan, um, I failed hard because it was a lot just making these recipes every day. It looked pretty on paper, but to execute it, I was like, yeah, no, this isn't going to happen. And by midweek, I was either throwing away ingredients, hiding them in my trash. So my husband didn't see I was wasting them because we don't waste money in our house. Um, and then just like, it, I just felt like a failure. So I created a system on how to actually make it long-term and uh, sustainable and not something you do and then you're totally burnt out. You can't even look at a meal plan for weeks on end until you recover. Um, and it's just more, it's more of like a, it, I don't call it a plan. I call it a system because it works with your life and it's adaptable to anybody. And the big thing about it is that it forces you to take some reset and recharge days, meaning you don't make a thing. It's telling you to go eat out, order the pizza, take out the frozen meal. And I explain why it's so important to do that in the class itself. Awesome. And we're going to dig more into the idea of the systems and how to do this um, in the episode. But so this yes. masterclass, 50% off for our members. You guys, so many goodies this week. You definitely want in on this. Make sure you're a member go to glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries. For $10 a month, you get weekly recipes, a monthly article or tool, extra discounts from me and our partners, plus a quarterly live Q&A session with me, which is once again, a one-on-one. -on -one. You guys, a total deal. This full offering is worth far more than this $10 cost. So really a no-brainer way to show yourself that your health is a priority. Such a no-brainer way. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, we support this podcast, the community, all the things. So thank you, Sophia. I appreciate that feedback. Of course. <laughs> so, so remember, guys, glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries, or just click the link in the show notes. You don't have to remember anything. Once you're there, you click support now, enter your email, payment method, subscribe. So literally like three clicks and some typing. And you're done, all set <laughs> to get this week's recipe. So it's the avocado chickpea salad collard wraps, your one-on-one -on -one session with me, and 50% off Sophia's Meal Systems Masterclass. All right, Sophia, tell us your story. 
and how you went from, you know, teacher to health coach, which is very similar in a lot of ways, but also how you created Veggies Don't Bite, like I said before, one of my favorite business names. But tell us the story. How did it come to be? So um, it's, yeah, it's funny. I mean, this is, gosh, uh, almost, I don't know, nine years ago now. Um, so my husband has always, as an adult, has always uh, was always on medication for high blood pressure. It's something that ran in his family. When he started having it in his adult, doctor's like, here you go. Here's your prescription. Let's put you on your merry way. Um, well, we struggled for about three years to have our first child. We went through three rounds of IUI, four rounds of IVF surgeries, I mean, holistic people, acupuncture, you name it. And um, once I had, I was successful finally to have my child, I very quickly had a second without like, it was like a huge surprise. So my first two are 15 months apart and I was teaching. And my, my goal was when I had my first, because I tried for so long, was gonna take a year off and then go back. And then I got pregnant right away. So I didn't do that. <laughs> I went back for half the year. And then um, with my husband traveling, just changes in my district that I wasn't super happy with. Um, and my husband was traveling every single week, Tuesday through Thursday. And I had two babies at home, a one-year-old and a newborn. I was like, we just looked at each other. We're like, there's no way this is happening. Like, you need to stay home. You need to retire from teaching. Um, it's, it's not, you're basically going to work to play for childcare. Like, it's ridiculous. So right. I decided to retire. And I remember, um, I think Mason, my second, was seven months, six months old, five months old. I, I was in bed with him and snuggling. I just fed him or something. And my husband comes up to me and he says, um, look, my medication isn't really working much anymore. I've been feeling terrible. So I went to see a, a cardiologist, um, a new cardiologist, because we had, we're in a new area. And he gave me the, he gave me the option of dealing with my heart issues through dietary changes. And he gave me a, um, a documentary to watch and I watched it and I want to make this change. And I kind of laughed at him, which is really sad to say, but I did because he's Italian, meat and potatoes. Like we considered ourselves healthy. So let's, let's not, you know, think that I'm right. coming from fast food every day, like no health, whole foods, like we ate very healthy. And so for him to say this, I was like, what? But he looks at me, he's like, I'm dead serious. I feel terrible. I need to make a change. So I looked and I was like, all right, well, I'm the one that makes dinner. So clearly this is a change I have to make, um, which I, you know, he's my husband, of course, but I'm also a planner and a researcher. So I said, this was the month of September when he said this. And I said, give me the month of October to research and just, you know, give me some time. So I did some research and we decided November 1st, we we're going to do 21 day elimination diet where we took out uh, gluten, sugar, alcohol, which woo, crazy pants with two babies, um, caffeine. <laughs> animal products, um, let's see, gluten, sugar, alcohol, caffeine, and animal products. We were taking all that out for 21 days to see how we felt. And on day 22, we could decide what we wanted. So it was short term, you know, like we, it was just yep. a goal. So we did it for 21 days. And ironically, day 22 was Thanksgiving. So our timing wasn't exactly <laughs> the best. And, I mean, um, or it was perfect so yes, that you could seriously. then eat whatever you wanted on Thanksgiving. Yes, so we'll see. Um, but and day, like literally we, so I was postpartum and I will have to say, I struggled really hard postpartum with both of my mm -hmm. kids. Probably a lot of it had to do with all the fertility I went through, so many hormones in my body, back-to-back -back kids. I never recovered from the first. 
I was really, I, I did struggle a lot with the second, especially I was not in a good place. And so I actually started feeling better. And so did he a lot better. And so we looked at each other and he was just like, I want to do this. And so because I have a lot of anxiety, I said, we decided to roll into it. So we don't do anything 100% or nothing. Like that's just not us. It does not work for our family. So we decided to just like be very plant forward. And so we started and this was um, nine years ago. And that's kind of what we did. We, it was interesting. We got, you know, his family, especially there were some members of his family and a few of his close friends that were actually pretty terrible throughout the process. Um, everything's fine now, but it was pretty sad to see like how they like made fun of him. Cause what do you mean you're not eating meat anymore? And he's like, well, okay, that's weird because I've lost 20 pounds and I look amazing and feel really great. And let me hold up a mirror, you know, like, it's just, it's interesting what totally. people go through and the judgment. Um, but we felt great. I felt great. I ran, I triple crowned and ran three half marathons within that year. Um, PR'd on one of the hardest half marathons that we have in San Diego County. Um, I felt amazing, you know, and so did he. And so that kind of started and people started asking me for my recipes because I had to transform all of our favorites. And someone says to me, you should start a, a blog. And I'm like, yeah, I laughed. I'm like, I hate writing. Why would I start a blog? Cause I really do. Writing is not my thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. But then I did. And I started being, a, I started getting some connections to work with brands and I loved creating. I'm very artistic, believe it or not. I'm also very science oriented. So my brain is very odd because both sides of it are very fired up. And but I think that's I, why we get along. <laughs> yes, because it's true. Like, and it's funny because I feel like the kitchen is my perfect place because you have to be artistic and creative, yet you have to have the science because baking and especially is a science, cooking is a science and plant-based and 100% gluten-free is a legit science. And so the world kind of started and I very much has changed my business as time has gone on because at first in the plant-based world, I felt like I had to, had to portray this all or nothing environment, but we, were, but we aren't. And then when I decided to come out of my shell and just be me, I feel like I really got my core people and my, I created this core niche of plant forward. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent. It really is okay. Um, you can be mad at me at that. I don't really care because this is me and this is what works. And I, I got so many people coming to me saying, oh, you've given me the permission to let go. And I'm just like, how have I given you the permission to let go? That's crazy totally. that people think that. Um, but I use all my teaching skills. I have a master's in education and it's teaching is the same thing. And especially when you're learning to change something, I was a special education teacher for half my career and teaching kids as a reading specialist and teaching kids how to read is very similar to teaching somebody how to make a lifestyle change in the health direction. So, um, that's a very long-winded answer to what you asked, but that's that. No, I love every bit of it. And it's interesting because I think, you know, so many people have this all or nothing, almost evangelistic approach yes. to plant-based. And so I'm all about the gray area. I am, you know, balance and whatever that looks like for you. But I do think we all have this tendency toward all or nothing. And that's, I mean, while you guys did that for 21 days, there was the an reality, right. And so I think it's hard sometimes for people to understand what that middle ground looks like. So right. maybe you can give us some examples or, you know, some of the things that you learned, like what does it look like to be plant forward 
versus plant-based. Absolutely. And I will start to say that I think part of this evangelistic ideals, I think 100% it has come with the online space because mm-hmm. people online like to only show the pretty. And I get it. I show the pretty in my pretty photographs, but that is not how my dinner looks. And that's why this Instagram stories and active behind the scenes because I want to show people the reality. But it's in every space. It's in parenthood, the Pinterest parties, for the love yeah. of God. Your child is turning one. You don't need to have a skywriter. Like, give me a break, you know? <laughs> like, but that's like the way it is. And so when it comes to being plant forward, a lot of it, I like to tell my clients, remember what is your end result? Your end result is to be happy and feel well. All of our end results in life, we all want to be happy and feel well. Wherever that comes from, however you get there, nobody says, I want to feel like crap every day. Nobody says that, you know, like nobody says, I want to be unhappy. So I keep my eye on the prize. And for example, we were on vacation for 16 days. Okay. We, my best friend has a place in Hawaii and we were with her for 16 days and it was absolutely incredible. And for those 16 days, my children didn't eat a single vegetable. They did not eat anything that was veg. Well, okay. They ate fries and onion rings as they like to point it out to me yet. No, doesn't count, but thanks for trying. They didn't eat a single vegetable. They ate what they wanted. They ate the chicken tenders. They ate whatever it is that they felt like because we were on vacation and our number one goal was to be happy and have fun. And that was our goal. And if that meant no arguments over food, great. I'm in for Mm -hmm. it. I started my day with a mimosa. I ended it with my favorite cocktails. That was me. Okay. I felt, you know, I came back and I was like, all right, I'm ready to detox for a little bit. But the goal is what is your goal? So when you go out to dinner, is your goal to only eat plant-based when you're out to dinner or is your goal to enjoy your time with friends? You have to ask yourself that honestly. And it could be either, whatever it is, but you have to be honest with yourself. And that's part of it is, I think a lot of us aren't honest with ourselves with what we're actually wanting to do and what we want to do. Not what the online world wants us to do, not what our husband wants us to do, not what our mom wants us to do, not what our friend wants us to do, but we, us personally. And also we have to lower our expectations. And that is a big thing I say. I talk to my uh, clients that are parents um, about this when they ask about getting veggies into their kids and how do I do it? My number one thing, lower your expectations, period. Our expectations are way too high. (laughs) Like we're disappointing ourselves every single day because our expectations are so high. And once I realized that I needed to lower my expectations, holy moly, that was like a transformation for me. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's interesting too, because like on a daily basis, right, that gray area lowering our expectations might just be one more veggie in the day. Right. Or it might be, you've had a rough morning because who knows what happened, like your cat, dog got sick, you had to go to the vet and your day is a whirlwind and you just let go that day. You're like, forget it. Tomorrow's a new day, you know? And so that's what it is. It's really just, and, and also lowering your expectations and not worrying about 100% plant-based is um, when you're making something, right? So we all, of course, things from scratch are wonderful. But guess what? I have found a jarred pasta sauce that my family loves. And you know what? I don't make pasta sauce anymore. You know what? It is what it is. Will I make it again one day? Maybe. Yeah, probably. But my week-to-week dinners, I use this jarred pasta sauce, and it is delicious, and it's made with pretty great ingredients, and all my family loves it, and they eat it, and they don't complain, and that's a win for me. And it might just be that, like you're making 
I don't know, enchiladas that need sour cream and you go to the store and all the sour cream that's there is dairy-based sour cream. You don't even like the dairy-free sour cream they sell. So that's what you get and that's what you get. You're making veggie enchiladas and you're getting some dairy sour cream for those that want it. Let go. Who cares? Yeah. It's not that big yeah. of a deal. It's, it's, I appreciate what you're saying because it's so much about the bigger picture and picking our battles and not turning everything into something dramatic. Right. You know, and I appreciate also what you were saying before about, you know, going back to what's the actual objective in right. the meal, in the week, and what, you know, in the vacation, right? And keeping, as I often say, like keeping the main thing, the main thing. Right. And when I came back from vacation, my objective was to get in as many veggies as I could so that I could kind of reset my body. Like I had a great time and I loved, you know, eating what I wanted, drinking what I wanted. But I also, my body knows what it feels like to not do that. And so my body was kind of pulling me the other direction because it had its fun over there. And now it's ready to go back. And my objective all of last week was to make super veggie powered meals all week. And that was my objective at the time. That's what made me happy. And that's what I needed. So it really can go either way. It's just the idea that it doesn't have to be the same way all the time. It's okay to alter what your objectives are. Absolutely. So then, and all of this for you guys really started with, you know, some medical conditions, right? Yeah. For your, for your husband. And I think, <laughs> you know, if there's something that the last God, year and a half, almost two years has taught us is that we really can't take our health for granted and the importance yes. of our health. And as we were just saying, like you guys started with something that was sort of zero to a thousand, but we don't have to do that. So where do we start? How do we move toward more plant forward, plant-based nutrition? Like what are some, I know you, we, before we started recording, you just mentioned you have a new opt-in that's how to get more veggies. So like talk us through a few of your favorite things. Sure. Well, and the, the best thing about it is that we're all at such different places. So like I have people that come to me that literally don't eat vegetables and it's like, there's no judgment for me because it, Hey, you want to start adding a veggie? Actually, the people that come to me that don't eat vegetables are my easies. Like that is simple. So like, for example, um, my one go-to that I always go to is, uh, is um, smoothies, milkshakes. Okay. I'm going to throw milkshakes into that because some people don't do smoothies. They do milkshakes, which is totally fine. So chocolate, especially you can add spinach. And I say spinach because I don't want to say greens because spinach is easy. You don't taste it. It's mild. It's easy to buy. It's cheap, totally all that stuff. So you can throw a handful of spinach into any smoothie or milkshake, if you don't want your kids to see it, make sure it's chocolate, um, and you will not taste it. And right there, you are getting more veggies into your diet. That's it. You have a smoothie for breakfast, you throw in a handful of veggies, that's it. And the thing I say about this is I call it small habits for big wins. And um, I also have a habit opt-in as well that talks a lot about habits and how we can make small habits. And the difference between, to me, um, having this big goal to add veggies versus small habits is that habits are things that you integrate into your life and you don't think about them. So like if, if your habit is to make a smoothie for breakfast, all you have to do is attach adding greens or spinach to that habit and it becomes part of your everyday life. If your yep. kids love milkshakes for dessert, that's amazing. Throw in some spinach into those chocolate milkshakes and you're getting greens into them. Like 
it's super, you know, it's, it's finding those little things that you can adjust. Another big one that I do is remember, I talked about my jarred pasta sauce. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is you take that jarred pasta sauce and I like to take, um, roasted sauteed, whatever I do usually carrots and cauliflower. Um, you can do greens. I chop them in at the end. They look like herbs, but if your kid is weird about the greens, don't put them in there, but I blend them into this jarred pasta sauce. You put it in a blender, you throw in the cooked veggies, you blend it up. The carrots go great. The cauliflower goes great because um, you can't really see it. It just blends right into the red. Um, and then at the end, I like to chop in some greens because it looks like herbs. And I tell my kids, oh, that's just the, the herbs in the pasta sauce. And they're used to that because I've always used herbs in my sauce. And again, right there, you're getting veggies into your kids. Now, I'm not 100%. Um, I'm not saying that you should always sneak them in because I do believe kids need to be exposed. Totally. But what I'm saying is you can put them in so that at least you know they're getting something. And then with your dinner, you offer up whatever it is you want to offer up. And um, I have a whole thing about how to help kids eat veggies without screaming at the dinner table. And it's part of it is lowering your expectations and um, putting a veggie on the table, not even on your kid's plate is a great first step. So that's yeah. kind of like, that's, those are a few tricks that I like. I mean, but the, the pureed veggie thing can go into anything. It can go into burgers, you know, it can go into casseroles. It can go like, if your kids love hamburger helper, uh, put it into that, you know, like it could go into so many things and it's a great way to use up things that are about to go bad. Um, just by pureeing them and keeping them in the freezer in individual containers and taking them out and mixing into stuff, soups, like anything really. That's amazing. And I love what you're saying about, you know, because I agree with you, right? We don't always want to hide them. We want them to, you know, we want kids, frankly, all of us to get yes. used to eating vegetables. But to know that they're sort of in there and then, like you said before, not having a fight over whatever the vegetable is that's on the table yes, can well, go so much further. I feel like that yes. can also make them want to try it because it's not a fight. Yes. Well, and the thing is, um, research shows that kids need to have, like, I think it's like between, like, average 25, 30 ex positive, not just exposures, positive exposure to a new food in order to determine whether they like it or not. And when I say positive, that means without a fight. So if you want your kids to learn to like broccoli, a positive exposure is having broccoli on the dinner table in a bowl. They don't have to try it. They don't have to look at it. It just needs to be there. That is a positive exposure. And you just go about your dinner where you eat it. You are a model. You're like, gosh, it tastes so good. I love that I roasted it with Parmesan. Ooh, it really makes it yummy. And you just keep offering it. And maybe the next step, if they, if they aren't, you know, like making a big deal about it, maybe the next step is you put a little bit on their plate and don't talk about it. Don't, don't make it like, oh, you have to eat everything on your plate, which is an awful thing to say to a child, FYI, because that is to say you have to eat everything on your plate is like, I'll tell you all, you know, Sykes will tell you, no, 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 don't do that. But just yep. putting it on their plate, just leaving it there. And if they leave it, great. But as they see people enjoying something, it, human nature is curiosity. And so they might eventually on their own, and perhaps they don't do it on their own. And perhaps maybe you casually say, hey, do you want to try some? It has your favorite Parmesan in it. It's probably pretty good. Just a little bite, you know, you may want to try, you might like it. And it, keep exposing them and doing that. And I promise you, they will eventually eat something. I mean, they're not, I don't know. An, I, okay, maybe I know like one or two, but most adults eat some sort of form of a vegetable, you know, like, Right. 
and again, that goes with lowering your expectations, you know, and if you have a lot of um, stress around dinner, when a kid sits at the dinner table, their fight or flight is going to be triggered because it's a stressful situation. So you need to undo that and make dinner time an enjoyable thing in order to get your child to be comfortable with trying vegetables, trying new things. Yeah. And I think all of this also comes down to ourselves feeling confident and empowered in how we're adding the vegetables in and making yes. it all happen. Yes. A hundred percent. We're the so, model. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to dig into all of this deeper after a quick message from our partner for this episode, Lumiere DeVee Skincare. So Lumiere DeVee was founded by Amber Ridinger McLaughlin in response to her own experience of mere marginal results from countless costly creams. She realized the revitalization of her youthful skin could only occur if she developed products herself. Working closely with beauty scientists and exploring the most advanced ingredients derived from the earth and sea, Amber created Lumiere DeVee, the next generation of skincare. The extensive line of luxury skincare products is designed to address all skin types and concerns with the highest quality natural ingredients and powerful formulas that help heal, soothe, moisturize, and protect. Lumiere de Vie acts as first aid for your skin. The result, rejuvenated, beautiful, luminous skin. So I know I keep talking about this, but I am totally obsessed with it. It's the Lumiere de Vie uh, Daily Brightening Broad Spectrum SPF 50. And I know it's September, but the sun is still shining and this is my favorite. So SPF 50, designed for your face, perfect to go under makeup. And I burn, like if I am in the sun, I burn and then turn white again, but I do not burn when I wear this. So even better, you get 10% off your order when you text the word SKIN, S-K-I-N, to 844-947-4846. You're going to love it. You'll receive the link and coupon code right to your phone. Again, simply text the word SKIN, S-K-I-N, to 844-947-4846 to try the Lumiere to be skincare and get 10% off. This is a toll-free number. Standard text and data rates may apply. Okay, Sophia, back to you. Because like we said, we all ideally want to feel empowered, but then also we can end up with sort of like bland and boring or super time consuming. And this is really, I feel like where your meal systems come into play. But so walk us through it. Like how do we feel empowered and also not bored? Well, and the whole empowerment thing is so important. It's such an important word because generally like with human nature, when things are hard and we keep feeling like failures, we don't want to do it anymore. And that's kind of how I felt when I started doing traditional meal planning. And um, I started realizing that different days of the week, I had different levels of energy. Like I know that this day, my kids had all these activities and I was drained. And by the time dinner came, I did not have energy to do much at all. But then I had days where my kids were at preschool all day and I had all this time and I was like, oh, I'm powered. Like I can make like all these great, great things this day. So I start, this is how my uh, meal systems course crea- uh, was created because it's based on your varying energy levels. And when it comes to, to recipes, I have different energy levels. I have zero energy, which means that means you go out, you order in and you pull out that frozen meal and you have zero guilt about it. Um, I have low energy, which is a low energy meal is something that may not even really be a recipe you're following, but it's more like a throw quick and easy meal um, together where those flavor ideas come in. 
um, I like to teach you how to do that yourself, not having to, um, and, and it, that requires a little bit of letting go and being okay to not have exact amounts of things and, and learning how to add some flavors and putting things together. And, and that's a big one. And then you have high energy, which is the actual recipes. These are things that, you know, they're either have, you know, in, a list of ingredients you need to follow, like you, you have to pay attention. So maybe you're boiling something while roasting something, while sauteing something, whatever it is. Whereas a quick and easy meal could be like, you know, throwing roasted veggies with certain flavors in the oven and boiling some pasta. Like, you know, the oven does most of the work. You're not really doing a ton. Um, it's, you know, fairly mind mindless. Um, whereas with a high energy meal, maybe you're making a lasagna, you know, so it's, it's very different. And so I, put together this course that takes you through how to figure out your specific specific formula, my personal formula, and your formula changes. Like my personal formula right now is maybe one high energy meal a week. Then we have two, we're doing about two no energies and the rest are low energy. Um, leftover um, le Leftovers can also be a no energy because you've already put the energy and you've made it and you just warm it up. Um, but that's kind of what we're going. And there's, you know, some weeks where it might change, but it's allowing yourself that flexibility to look at your week and figure out what's happening. Um, it's just, it's, it goes with you. And that's the big thing is that it, it, you're the center versus, and by doing that, you feel successful because you're getting things done. You're putting meals on the table. Um, you're not throwing away ingredients and hiding them in the trash can. Um, that was a big one. <laughs> but I also love this idea of thinking about our meals based on how much energy we have to prepare them right. rather than like, like generally if somebody says, oh, think about your meals in terms of energy, it's well, well, how much energy is it going to give me? Or right. think about your formula as in like, oh, I need, you know, a protein, a veggie, you know, our macronutrient formula, so to speak. Right. Yes. So the idea that you're bringing forth and really implementing and helping people do is reframe how we think about it in terms of, and I think this goes back to like the empowered over, over you know, between empowered yes. and overwhelmed instead of feeling like, oh my God, I have to prepare a giant meal every day in order to, you know, meet my goals and be healthful and energetic. Right. It's about looking at it in terms of what's realistic for what we can actually do in a day. Yes. And I, I don't think that, you know, when it comes to macronutrients, like, yeah, generally we want to have, we want to have like all the things, but like, right. The reality is in our country, we do not have a protein problem. So let's like take a step back. And I've had multiple qualified registered dietitians and experts talk about this. I had a pediatrician come on and the startling facts that she gave were that I think it was like 95% of our country does not have a protein problem, but 95% of our country has a fiber issue. So yes. that was like mind blowing to me. So it's like, okay, so when it comes to meals, like it's okay. You don't have to like be, and, and if you want to count your macros because you have some goal and you're working with someone, you do you. If I had to count my macros, like I would be in a, a crazy asylum because me too. I can't do it. I just can't. Counting anything makes me nutty. And obsessive. And me yeah. too. Me too. But so that also brings up the point of even like recipes, because I feel like you could search for recipes and it's like 
an exercise in doom scrolling in a different way. Yep. And that is part <laughs> of um, my course, actually. One of, the, um, one of the worksheets in my course actually helps you find a recipe online in less than, I don't know, five minutes, 10 minutes, I guess, if you're really into it. But it really walks you through this process of how to actually narrow in on what you're looking for and not get lost in the black hole that is the online world. Because it is so easy to go down that rabbit hole and go from thing to thing. But it, it's teaching you how to make, okay, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. I do this. I do this. I do this. Boom. I found what I, what I, what I need, right? Yep. Versus, oh, this is pretty. It. And maybe I should do this. And maybe I should do this. And I've been there. Right. So well, and then, right. Or like choosing that recipe that ultimately is a high energy day recipe. And you originally started out looking for something that was low to no energy. Right. Well, and, that, and the, yeah. low no, the low to no energy is actually like what I really do like to, to teach people is how to actually throw those together themselves and not need a recipe. Um, because I have, that's the other worksheet, it's quick and easy meal worksheet. And it takes you through the process of putting it together. Because people are, some people say, oh, I need to follow a recipe. I believe it is in every single person to learn to not have to follow a recipe. Because you have it in you. It's just letting go, lowering your expectations and realizing you've got this, you know, like there's, you can do it. It's not, um, it's not rocket science most of the time to do these simple things. And while creating a re actual recipe there, I definitely feel there are people that can do it and people that cannot, but throwing together an, a meal on under 30 minutes that you all like, it, it's possible without a recipe and you could do it yourself. And so I think sometimes like when we do that or we have our go-tos that we do that with, it's, it eventually gets to the I'm bored or I'm yes. eating the same things and the same flavors. And one of the things you're really great at is, you know, the combinations of spices and vegetables and things. So give us a couple of like your favorite flavor combinations and – um. This is also, wait, this is the, you have a freebie to give everybody yes, for this. Yes, <laughs> flavor combination guide. <laughs> yes. So, but give us a couple to just wet the whistle, so to speak, but like help us understand, like maybe what are some things that people overlook that are actually super easy to add into their favorite veggies or something? Totally. Well, you have to, first of all, I like to think about, do we want a meal to be saucy or do we want it to be more just like spices and seasonings because we do both and I don't think either one is superior um I think it just really depends like I love we do a lot of roasting um especially of the veggies because it's so easy to do and one thing I will say is is um buying buying for the season is great because it helps you expand your palate and we have found things that we actually like that we never thought we would um so thinking about the season, getting in season veggies and just kind of being open to ideas. Like there's one thing, like I love dill, um, roasting with dill, I think is really yummy. My husband does not like it, but, um, I still do it because it's not always about him. Um, so <laughs> I love dill and so I will do dill sometimes. And, um, I just like a simple, like fresh herbs with plain veggies is absolutely delicious. And people overlook that. They think that you need to have like lots of sauces and things like that. And so all you, you kind of have to do is think about like, what do you love? So, um, 
I start with what kind of flavors do we want? Are we looking like for fresh? Are we looking for more Italian? Are we looking for like an Asian flair? Are we looking for a Mexican flair? Being in Southern California, we love Mexican. Um, so we do a lot of Mexican stuff. And one spice that I love putting in my Mexican stuff, which isn't always typical, is smoked paprika. Um, smoked paprika is actually super versatile. It can go in a lot of different things, but um, it gives this like, it kind of, ups this ante when it comes to Mexican and it kind of melds like Southwest with Mexican, I feel like. So I, I put that in a lot of things awesome. um, and especially roasted veggies. It's so good, believe it or not. Um, so we do like a lot of like, you know, I'm trying to think smoked paprika and cumin and chili powder. Um, some garlic powder is always good because garlic powder, I think makes everything good. And you can mix it with things that are maybe even different than like what you're used to like when it comes to greens instead of spinach like maybe try chard maybe try kale um i my kids have recently discovered bok choy which is something we really like and i know that's usually for um for uh asian stuff but i have found is actually really good in a lot of different cuisines as well so that's like you know one veggie we kind of you know reached out a little bit mm -hmm. and tried and my kids actually really like it it's mild if you've never tried bok choy it's really good really mild. And then we always like kind of pair that, you know, I think of the grain and sometimes I offer multiple grains. Um, I love quinoa and rice. Like my husband loves farro, but I don't eat farro because it has gluten in it. So you can always offer multiple grains when it comes to things, you know, like there's, there's no rule that says you have to do one. And I, if you shop at Trader Joe's, they're frozen bound rice. I, I don't know why you would make your own bread rice anymore. I, complete honesty we have their frozen brown rice stocked in our in our uh, freezer it takes three minutes in the microwave you guys three minutes like you cannot Amazing. do that yeah Amazing. so yeah so i can always cook his faro and then microwave my brown rice and everything is ready and good to go i love it and even just like thinking about i love what you're saying like think about what flavors you feel like like i often do that um you know, with detox, when we talk about detox week and it's people tend to get really bored. And I'm like, well, if you feel like Italian, add some tomato space and tomato paste and, you know, some tomato sauce and your herbs that are like the oregano and, you know, whatever else. Clearly, I'm not a chef. Um, but, you know, it's like you take your same veggies even if they're steamed or roasted or whatever. And all of a sudden you're having a totally different meal. Well, and also another little trick I will tell you with Italian is add some pesto to your, your tomato sauce because that ups the ante or add a little bit of cream, um, creamy sauce, like, you know, either whether it's a cashew cream or like an Alfredo or whatever, mix that in with your tomato sauce because that mixes it up as well. So you don't always have to have the same tomato sauce. And also I will tell you that Mix up the, if you want to buy jarred tomato sauce, there, I have two brands I can think of right now. One brand has two different kinds that taste super different. And the third brand is different from all of them. Mix it up. Don't have the same one. And that changes it up. So there's so yep. many ways you can change up things that are simple and quick and easy that aren't like, the, like you said, the mundane thing over and over. Mix up the kind of pasta, the shape, um, mix in some zucchini noodles you know, mix it like there's so many different things you can do to change it up so that it's not boring and the same. Amazing. I love it. And so I guess, you know, to just wrap this up, like you talked about when you guys made this shift, you know, you ran three marathons and 
you know, hit personal records and your husband lost 20 pounds and his friends were all like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> but so what right. do you see like from your family's experience and with your kids making the shift and, you know, with your clients, like what do you see are some of the biggest benefits from moving in this direction? Yes, we all have a fiber deficiency that we want to solve with vegetables. You know, well, but. the the biggest, I mean, when it comes to like, my husband lost 20 pounds, not everyone's going to lose 20 pounds. He lost 20 pounds because he was eating a lot of cheese and things like that, that are very high calorie. And so when he cut those out, replaced them with things that were lower calorie, it was just a natural, you know, loss of, of weight. So yeah. that was great. I didn't lose any weight, but that's just because I've been like within my small range of weight my entire life other than pregnancy. Um, but ultimately we felt good. And that translated to so many other things. We were happier. We were, we, you know, took stress and stride. Like it's just, those are the little things you start to notice is that when you've had, like when you're feeling terrible, when you're, um, you know, like busy with work and something goes wrong, like your kid drops a glass jar and there's glass all over, you lose your mind. And you're like, why did you do that? Well, you know, and it was an accident. But when you're feeling good and like things like that, you can take it and strike to be like, it's fine. We'll just pick it up. Like it, those are the little things you start to notice that people don't think about. It's yes, it's about feeling good, but it's also about how you navigate life and things that are thrown at you. Because let's be real, you guys, things are thrown at us every single day. And as we've all learned lately, like you got to take things in stride. Like it is so unhealthy to let every little thing pile up. And I'm speaking from experience. I'm not sitting on my high horse saying, do this. I've been there. And you know what? My break in Hawaii, I took two weeks off of social media of work completely. And I pissed a few friends off that I was not hanging with them and talking to them, but I had to do it for me. And I came back a refreshed person because before that things were just piling up and I felt like I was drowning. And so those are the things I think that are the biggest changes ultimately. I love it because the biggest changes are the smallest things that we often don't notice. Exactly. Exactly. And the losing weight and all that, that's great, but who cares? The side effect. It's not the real. Yeah. Who cares? As long as you're happy and you're feeling well and, and you're navigating life because we have one life to live. And if we don't do it happily, what is the point? Amen. Right. Awesome. So now it is ready for a short list of rapid fire off topic questions that I ask every expert who joins us. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's the best thing you've done for your health this week? And what's the naughtiest thing you've done related to your health this week? The best thing that I've done for my health this week is to let go of um, someone being upset with me for something that I did that I did for myself. That was the best thing I did for my health this week. I love it. And what was the naughtiest thing? Um, you know, this week I, I, I haven't like, I, not much because I'm in that like post vacay, but I will say that like, if I go back to before, it's just, just drinking all day and not even caring. It was amazing. <laughs> we all need it sometimes, you know? Yes, totally. So if you weren't a teacher and a health coach, what would you do? I actually, it's what I used to want to do is I, I would have been a pediatrician, a doctor of some sort. I was pre-med in college and yeah, I love that kind of stuff. 
I love it. I always say if I had to do it again, I probably should have gone to med school. Yeah. Um, okay. Favorite book on any topic other than your area of expertise? It could be fiction too. Okay. Yeah. I don't actually, funny. I, I don't like to read like nonfiction businessy books. Like I've tried. Totally. It's not my thing. Um, I would say that I, um, I've been reading a ton lately. So there's a lot of good ones, but I think one of my favorites that's the most been intriguing, actually, um, it is a real story. It's called, um, know my name. Um, and it's about, have you read it? I, it's on my list. Oh, read it. It's great. It's, I love how it makes you like, it's just, it's the story of the woman who was, um, raped by the guy at Stanford, who was this like star, whatever swimmer, whatever he was. Um, and it's from her perspective. And while it did make me lose faith in our um, judicial system, system yep. it, it really does make me lose faith in our system. It empowers that as, like as women that, you know what, we can, we can move on and we can, we can fight through. I, I saw some interviews when it first came out and it's been on my list and I keep forgetting about it. So thank you. <laughs> I needed that. I love, it was great. If you could cure one ailment, disease, or sickness, what would it be? Cancer. Hands down. If you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? Um, I think my superpower, this sounds really crazy, um, but I think my superpower would be to just be happy, be able to be happy no matter what, that when I'm feeling down, be able to go, blink, I'm happy again. It's like your bank just reminded me of like bewitched. Like yes. tickle your nose yeah, and everything's fine. Yep. Right. Yep. That would be my superpower. I love it. What's your biggest pet peeve? Um, I have a bunch. <laughs> Don't I, we all? Yeah. I mean, I think like if I'm thinking of my everyday life, I can't stand what someone reads over my shoulder. Like if I'm doing something and someone's like looking at, I'm like, ew, can you go away? Give me some space. I, it drives me nuts. <laughs> I, I get it. And finally, in your opinion, what's the next frontier in wellness? I'm really, I, I'm hoping that we start seeing the benefit between alternative medicine and melding together. I'm not like, I don't believe in one or the other. I do believe in a meshing of both. And, and that started when I was going through fertility. I did see a holistic nutritionist that completely changed my body, which is why my fourth round of IVF was successful. And even my doctor will tell me that. Um, so I really would love for everybody to, to kind of accept that there's more than just modern medicine and drugs and this, and that other things can work as well in combination with what we have. A thousand percent. I'm working on a company to do that. We will talk more. So nice. <laughs> Sophia, thank you again for being here. Tell everybody how to connect with you and, We'll put a link to snag your flavor combinations guide in the show notes, but tell everybody all the places to find you. Um, so I would say um, my email, Sophia at veggiesdon'tbite.com. I'm really good at getting back to you um, in email. Um, definitely on Instagram. My handle's at veggiesdon'tbite. Um, although I am trying to find that balance for me mental health-wise to not always be on there. I do love getting onto stories and showing my behind the scenes and the realness of my life my people know that um, they see the crazy of my kids and, and how things are. And then I also have the pretty pictures in my feed as well. Um, but I'm very most active on Instagram. Um, I do have a Facebook, a private Facebook group and, you know, a page that um, we do stuff in. Um, but I would definitely say my email or Instagram. And then also on my website, 
on veggiesdon'tbite.com. I answer all of my comments and all that kind of stuff as well. Amazing. Well, thank you again. I just, I love how you explain everything and, um, you know, the theme is like empowered more than overwhelm. Yes, so, exactly. Well, thank you for having me. This was so fun. I loved being on here. Likewise. I'm thrilled to have you. Um, do you have another minute to hang out for our nutrition nugget? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. This week we're talking about oatmeal and this one comes up a lot. First, because breakfast can be a meal where we don't want to spend a ton of time. And people often ask for alternatives to like eggs and veggies or some of the typical things that we go to like Greek yogurt and, and, um, or even, you know, Kite Hill yogurt that's, you know, almond based, um, and berries as an alternative to get our protein and fiber in the morning. So commercials then also tout how, you know, oatmeal, it's good for your heart and all of the things. But really, oats, similar to rice, if any of you remember our rice nutrition nugget episode, it requires us to go a little bit deeper. So I looked at some labels so that we could have this conversation. So instant oatmeal has about 33 grams of total carbs, three grams of fiber, four grams of protein. And by the way, this is my childhood favorite, the maple and brown sugar flavor. So that one also had 12 grams of added sugar, but that aside, right? <laughs> the other ones that we I looked at were all plain. So like your quick one-minute oats and interestingly, your old-fashioned oats both had 27 grams of carbs, four grams of fiber, five grams of protein, and some have one gram of sugar in them, even when they're not like sweetened. And so what's interesting though is like steel cut also tends to have those exact same nutrition facts, the 27 grams of carbs, carbs, four grams of fiber, five grams of protein. And so this is one where, although by the way, your steel cut is going to have no sugar, but this is really interesting because the nutrition facts and like the food label can't give us the whole picture. And it's why we have these conversations for us to really understand because the difference is like we see the difference between the instant and like the old fashioned, but it's not that dramatic, but it is when we think about that processing and what happens in the body. So instant rolled oats and old fashioned oats are all steamed and flattened. And that causes them to lose much of the bran, right, much of the fiber. And they really lose the structure of the whole grain, consequently losing a lot of the nutritional value. And the smaller the pieces, right, so the difference between the instant, the quick, and the old-fashioned is really the size of the pieces. They're just made smaller so that they cook faster. And really, as we've discussed before, the faster they cook, the more processed they are, the less fiber they have, and the faster our body absorbs that sugar, right, or that fuel. On the other hand, though, steel-cut oats are chopped with a steel blade into, so it's really the whole grain made into smaller piecage, pieces, and that maintains all parts of the grain. So it includes the bran, the endosperm, the germ, you know, for the most part, all of the things. And this also means that it absorbs less water or 
it really absorbs water less quickly, which means that it takes longer to cook and is ultimately better for our health. It's closer to the whole grain. So provided you're eating steel cut oats, yes, you'll get the five grams of protein, four grams of fiber, very little fat, about 10% your daily value of iron, small amounts of, you know, other vitamins and minerals that we need like vitamin E and folate, zinc, selenium, like so many nutrients provided we're eating the quality grain, right? So that also brings up the fiber piece of it. So the soluble fiber in steel cut oats also offers us beta-glucans, which we've talked about before with connection to our immune health. They also support heart health and digestion. And you've probably heard of resistant starches, right? So resistant starches are the ones that are absorbed slowly into the system. So this means they help regulate our blood sugar and stabilize our blood sugar levels. So oats are a tremendous source of resistant starch that can also act as a prebiotic, right? Supporting our diverse microbiome and the growth of healthy gut bacteria. But we have to make sure we're getting the steel cut with all of that bran for that resistant starch. And like we see on the packages, and we've all heard, and I think it's part of why oatmeal (laughs) became so big the last few years, is the heart health benefits. And, you know, It is based in science, but paying attention to the type of oats we eat is really important. So research shows that oat varieties that have been minimally processed, like the steel cut that we're talking about, may have greater heart protective effects than the processed oats because of the greater content of fiber. So intact fiber may lower cholesterol more efficiently than fiber that's been broken down, which we know. So my tips for getting in your steel cut oats, because they do take longer to cook, I like to make them, you know, maybe on a Sunday night or one night while you're making dinner, you can put a pot on the stove, make a batch of the steel cut oats. There, You can also Google, there's some ways online to use like a slow cooker. And then once they're cooked, put them into individual containers, throw them in the fridge. And then in the morning, you just heat up the one portion And it takes about the same as much time as your instant or quick cooking oats. And I think the steel cut tastes delicious. Like you could add berries, some nuts, nut butter. If you use frozen berries, by the way, like when they heat, it sort of creates like this berry syrup almost, like kind of amazing. Um, I think it's super sweet. Like I don't need, you know, sweeteners with it. You could add a little... Um, Greek yogurt. If you do that or another kind of yogurt, you can make them a little creamy that way. Or you can make them into a pancake by adding some egg whites if you eat that. So um, lots of tips. Sophia, I'm going to put you on the spot. Any tips for any tips for steel cut oats or variations with that? You know, I will tell you that, um, I, well, I have a recipe. I use uh, rolled oats, but you can also use, I've used steel cut before as well. Um, and this is, might be out of people's range of like, oh my gosh, what? Um, I make them savory because yes. sometimes we want a savory breakfast. I'm more of a savory person for breakfast than a sweet. Like it kind of depends. But I have a um, savory spinach and cheese oatmeal recipe and it's so good. And it's very similar. You know, you just just like you would do a berry, you'd heat it, you just saute the uh, spinach, I use a little bit of milk, 
um, and just a few different things to kind of bring that cheesy flavor without the cheese. Um, and then I use my vegan Parmesan in it and it's so good. It's like, it's really good. Amazing. And if you, if you eat eggs, you could always, um, put some, you know, scrambled eggs in it if you wanted to, or even like a fried egg on top or whatever. Um, but it's, you can, you know, switch it up when it comes to oats. Like they don't have to just be sweet. Totally. I love it. So there you have it, guys. Oatmeal can be a great option provided we choose wisely, round out the meal with, you know, if we need additional protein or quality fat and more fiber with our veggies and our fruits. And remember, go for the whole grain because that's, you know, more work for our body. Remember, the more work a machine does, the less work our body does. Our body was designed to do that work. And so our blood sugar and our health and our well-being and our energy will all be better for it. Sophia, thank you again for joining us today and sharing your tips and your strategies, all your insights. Thank you for having me. It was amazing. Like I had so much fun. I so much fun. Even your rapid fire and my on the spot oats. I loved all that. It's great. And I, I actually, oats sound really good right now all of a sudden. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. Maybe I'm going to have that right now. So everybody be sure, click the link in the show notes for Sophia's flavor combination guide. And you know, I'm Jen Trepic, your host. Connect with me on Instagram at Jen Trepic, J-E-N-N-T-R-E-P-E-C-K. Facebook, all the places, same handle. Send me a message. You can also go to our website, asaladwithasideoffries.com. I'd love to hear from you, your takeaways, your ideas, any questions. This is also the easiest way to learn more about working with me. Of course, if you're not already a member, join our membership program by going to glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries to show your support for this podcast, this community, and most importantly, supporting your health. You'll get this week's recipe for the avocado chickpea salad collard wraps, your quarterly one-on-one -on -one session with me, and 50% off Sophia's Meal Systems Masterclass. So until next week, remember everybody, Experiment a little to find what works for you to add more veggies. Start with ones you like. Think about your meals in terms of how much energy you have to prepare them and think of it as a system. Then you'll watch the pieces fall into place. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of Salad with a Side of Fries. Congratulations for making yourself and your health a priority. Thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to click subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform. Share us with a friend and we'll be back next week. Always remember, you deserve it and you are worth it. Happy healthy.